Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to the On The Box Podcast. The On The Box is not busy. It's the On The Box Podcast. And it's me, Gags Tandon. What am I doing here? Well, yes, I know what you're thinking. You're the boss. You take all the good gigs and all this bollocks. But you know what? It's not about that. It's about content. It's about something you love, something you've got a passion of, something you do all the time. One of the things that I love to do is watch television as well as Liverpool Football Club, that is. And I thought, well... Stu needs a bit of a hand. Don't worry, Stu's not gone anywhere. Stu will come back with his regular in-depth shows and covering this, covering a show, you know, absolutely in-depth and going into the crux of the matter. I'm going to be doing these fun-type ones on the side. Maybe I'll do a show that Stu doesn't like. But don't worry, Stu Bridson is still the host of the On The Box podcast. And I'm just, say, a lackey. He'll love that. He'll love that. And anyway, uh, I'm here, and I thought I want to keep it a bit, you know, I just, I just want to have a bit of familiarity around the place. And I thought, who better to keep it familiar than Harinder Paji? And um, if, you, if you don't know Paji, and you're just listening to this pod uh, for the first time, uh, we do a show called Desi. But today, we're not Desi at all, Paji. We are talking television. Welcome to the show. You're my first guest. Thank you. I'm honoured to be your first guest, believe it or not. And because we're not doing Desi, I won't go that way. No, we um, won't. We'll be all posh today, not. Yeah, I'll, I'll be normal. Um, yeah, <laughs> like you, Sorry. like you, I love watching TV. TV. Mm. Um, I always have. You know, like even from being, I've been fascinated ever since we had three channels on that old. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, says it all. Um, I remember when Channel 5 just, came out, everyone was like, whoa, we're getting a fifth channel. Mate, I'm that old. I remember when TVAM came out. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> yeah, I remember when breakfast television started. Oh, so that no. says everything about me and TV. Oh, um, wow. I don't know what I did with the hours before, apart from waiting for Rainbow to show up. Um, oh dear, no. <laughs> yeah, see, that's bad, right? But the thing is, I said with TV, the Muppet Show was one for me, Baji. You know, like when we were kids. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Friday night, man. Best thing ever. No, no, not that Friday. one. You know the baby, Muppet Babies. Oh, Muppet Babies on Saturday mornings. Yeah, man. Before going live. Yeah, oh. man. When you're a kid, seven o'clock Indeed. or something. And then you had the holiday period as well. Like, you used to have the Transformers cartoon. Oh, yeah, man. Transformers. Yeah, Transformers, worst. Spider-Man, all that kind of stuff. There used was to so show. much as a kid. Like, um, what was that? Just, was it Jossie's Giants? There's a, there's a football kid. Oh, the football one. Yeah. yeah. The football one was Jossie's Giants. Was but then you had Jason or Wheeled Warriors as well. I don't remember on that one. Side. I remember Jossie's Giants. That was, um, I think, set in Newcastle, right? Yep. It was so fantastic. Jossie's Giants. Yeah, it's just love it. Anyway, we're going off topic like we always normally do. Before we kick the show off, I want to do something different because I want the listener to know exactly what type of TV Bargy likes to watch and you can then judge whether you want to carry on listening because obviously it might not be the shit that you like but no first and foremost we'll go there in a sec but first and foremost the first question to you is your favorite ever television character it's a tough one to start oh that is a very tough one i know in, in regards to favorite ever Maybe do one or two, then if there's like, you can't pick between, because it's tough to pick between favourite TV shows sometimes, I find. Do you know what? Instantly, I think back to the kind of programmes that I've, I, I would personally go back and watch again and again, mm. because there's something about them that you can't put, quite put your finger on. So one of them, just Uncle Albert from Only Fools and Horses. Fucking hell. Beautiful. Because everyone goes for Del Boy, everyone goes for Rodney. I just love Rodney because he's an idiot, yeah. man. Because everyone goes for it, and it's so typical, but Uncle Albert's comic timing and the fact that he, he made during the war comically so hilarious. Just saying that, but the way that you would say it, the timing of which you would say it, just had me in stitches. And it brings back really, really good memories. But buddy, really good memories. I think you're going to agree with mine. Adrian Edmondson, Eddie from Bottom, oh. is, is one of my favourite ever television characters because it was just fucking loopy absolutely loopy stupid whatever you want but so funny so so funny and i remember friday nights we keep talking about fridays and saturday mornings but for, because that's when they knew television channels knew kids from school you know or whatever youngsters and bottom on friday nights was my i just wouldn't miss it for the world i would watch no you know those three seasons superb oh but, uh, bottom brings back such fantastic memories for me mm. especially season three and the reason why I say that is because seasons one and two, I was quite young when they kind of came out. You know, it's like what, they were like early 91, 92, yeah, give or yeah, take. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then for ages, they were just, like, for two years almost, they'd gone. Three, like, thinking, three, oh. yeah, three years. Yeah, they've gone for, and you're like, well, where are you gone? And then all of a sudden, you're in 1995, and bang, bottom's back. Mm. And you're like, yes, come on. Take, take nothing away from Rick, Rick Mail because, rest in peace, Rick Mail, um, fantastic, fantastic actor himself. Comedy wise, he was just so good. But, um, I just, he was just, Eddie was just one of my faves, you know. Goes down yeah. as one of my faves. But yeah, great show. Loved it. I even loved Bottom Live. You know, when they did it live on the stage and stuff, and they released it as a DVD. I just thought. No, it was, I never saw that. Oh, ah. you gotta get it. It's really good. It's really good. Again, very good television, but obviously on stage and stuff. Anyway, that's that. So, Pudgy, I think people want to know, what type of TV do you like? Genre, you know, what hooks you? And I think they'll probably learn that throughout the show whilst we're talking. But just quickly, um, just give us like genres, basically. What type of stuff do you like and what does it take for a TV show to hook you? Genres-wise, I like to switch off. There's an element of me, you know, life's hard enough. Generally work, home, lots of other things going on. So you kind of escapism almost is what I'd look for from Monday to Friday, whereby 
I might not have enough attention span to watch something truly serious. You know, because, let's face it, you know, your head needs to be engaged for that kind of space. So light-hearted comedies or something that I can watch going by really easily. I enjoy watching. Um, but then if something grips me that is dramatic, I have to watch as many of it, as much of it as possible. So a great example is that making of a murderer. You know, a while back. Where, wow, wow, yeah. We've had another you know, box on that. It was brilliant. Yeah, exactly. And you know how gripping that was. Like, you had to watch, but you had to try and watch as many of them as possible in one sitting because you just wanted to know. You know, it's like... So gripping. That, that, that's so gripping, that element. Um, so those are the other, that's the other side of me in regards to the things that I watch. Then also the middle of the ground kind of dramas, you know, legal dramas such as Suits, Good Wife, that kind of thing. And I know the, the former of those is a firm favourite of yours and many people. Um, before it became, I suppose, fashionable to watch Suits. Yeah, yeah. of course. And then, <laughs> and documentaries. I always have had a thing for documentaries. A guy called Adam Curtis who talks a lot about political stages and people and psyche and that kind of thing as to what makes the world tick from a completely alternative angle. Wow. And, that's my real cerebral side, you know, like where I want to just completely tune out to everything else, like all the noise around Trump or Hillary Clinton or conservatives or Labour or Republicans and Democrats and cycles of boom and bust, you know, and I want to be away from all that kind of stuff in respect to my working life. I'll go and tune into that. And every now and again, I'll go back to his older documentaries to reaffirm things to make sure that, you know what, you realise that there is a world outside of the world that you live in, almost. That's amazing. So you can, just, so you can actually... Out. Yeah, it's really good because you just want... What's sometimes his name? You just What's want his name again? A guy called Adam Curtis. Okay, Adam Curtis, people. If you're looking for do something similar like Bargy, check out Adam Curtis. And where can they find this uh, his content? Um, a lot of it will be on iPlayer. So if you go BBC. on to BBC iPlayer, okay. um, and also if you Google Adam Curtis, you'll see things like The Trap, Whatever Happens to Our Freedom, uh, Bitter Lake is one of the more recent ones as well. Um, there's a few more as well after that and prior to that. And some of them talk about things like the Iraq war, the, I suppose, um, I don't know what the right word, I would say, you know what, the, the militarization of people, mm, mm. more of anything else, rather than banning them as terrorists and things like that, and the militarization much, much of people. Much more serious stuff, basically. Yeah, much more. But it's so good because it relates back to things that you see happening in your life, and there's, you know, endless hours of things you could watch in that perspective, but yeah. That has to be like, you know, real dark days, kind of, you know, where everything seems doomy and gloomy. You want to go and read that and reaffirm things in your head, like, okay, hang on, no, it's not really that bad. Actually, it's, there's a bit of a drama and a bit of a game being played here and being able to see through the games. So, people, if you want to really get sad about things, then... I'm joking. Sorry, it was getting really deep, so I just had to liven it up. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so you like... You well, like no, a... read that. This will really shock people. For a while, I did watch Glee as Escapism. <laughs> and then I gave up. The <laughs> there you go. Oh dear, no! At least you didn't watch Sex in the City, Nina. If you're listening, get lost. My, um, my wife did. Oh God, God terrible. God oh, damn. What was it about Sex in the City, man? Really? Let's stop because um, she's. If, if I lose any bets to Nina, she'll probably make me cover it on on the box with her, and she'll just talk for an hour about Sex in the City. But anyway, let's move on. So. Basically, we've talked about uh, what you liked and stuff and your favourite. You didn't actually answer the, the yeah, your favourite character you've done as well. So, so yeah, that would be, that'd be one of my favourite favorite characters. characters. It's um, a bit hard on the spot, isn't it? Yeah. But then, I think from a childhood, it would be Bodhi from The Professionals. Okay, I've not seen that. 
How did you not watch The Professionals Mm-mm. as a kid? Doyle no. and Bodie both had capris. No, I think we're Ford, both. I think there's a few years between us, Bodie. I think. Yeah, I was about least. two years. But yeah, Ford Granada coming <laughs> out of the years. building. <laughs> In those two years, it probably got cancelled. <laughs> no, The Professionals was amazing, man. Friday night television. No, I've never heard of it. Nine o'clock on a Friday. Honestly, yeah. never heard of it. Okay, that's another one to. Uh, YouTube, and I'll check that out. Okay, so shall we get on to the next section, which we want to talk about is, so, before we go into what we're watching now, which is what the pod's about, I just wanted to cover what are the, what kind of television shows, etc. came out this summer, because we've had a really good summer of TV as well, what we've watched. So guys, this isn't a review pod, this is just basically talking about what we've watched and what we thought was good about those shows, and it might give you a couple of ideas, a couple of tips to go and watch something that we have that we like, if you think you've got the similar taste as us. So more of a feel, feeler type pod to, to just talk about what we've seen. So Paji, this summer, what were some of the big... Big hits this summer then and um, on TV or on streaming? Because obviously TV's not just about TV anymore. It's streaming television now with the, the influx of Netflix and Love Film and Hulu and whatever else there is out there at the moment. There's been quite a few. So when we're saying summer, let's, do we draw a line? Almost everything quietly. I think Game okay, of Thrones so, and uh, Daredevil we can't cover yet. And anything okay. after that is okay. Should we say everything prior to Luke Cage's summer? Yeah. As a fair yeah. Guy. Well, no, so that's so, kind no, of like no. A, prior is, that's September, dude. I'm talking summer is like June, July, August. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so pretty much like Stranger Things was what, May, yeah. wasn't it? I think so, we can cover, we can I talk think the biggest, things. the biggest things for me over the summer was obviously Suits and its return. Mm-hmm. It was massive. Yeah. Stranger Things, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. was definitely one for me. Yeah. Narcos. Season two the and night the night of. Okay, let's and yeah. uh, okay, so let's do a couple of them then. Um, let's start with Suits, since we both watch it. We're, we're both big fans. We've done um, a, a dedicated Suits podcast on on the box. You can go check it on the app, by the way. Download the app on iOS or Android. You can just search for AI Channel or the Anfield Index app, and it'll turn up. And you can just go through. I mean, I think Bard, you mentioned the um, Making a Murderer. That podcast was great too. So you can go check that out. But okay. Suits, then. I had mixed feelings, you know, about the start of Suits. I really did. I, um, I know you liked it. I think you liked it, but we'll find out in a sec. But I just thought, and guys, if you haven't seen it, um, we won't spoil. Well, well, I don't know. It's not hard to, to spoil, really. It's happened. The season's happened, so we can talk about it, I suppose. I just found Mike, the jail scenes with Mike, I just wasn't inspired by it. Let's just put it that way. It just didn't do much for me uh, honestly I'll, I'll just be honest by it i thought yeah it wasn't that great it kind of lost i found the struggles of the firm much more fascinating than him in jail which i thought was weird because i would have found that better but that's my opinion anyway you what, what about yourself what did you think of suits i loved it I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, I thought the end was great. You know, at the end, it picked up so well towards the end. No, I, I was so tormented almost when they were taking Mike to jail at the pre, I suppose the end of season five. Mm. And you're like, you're going, no, no, don't do this, please. And then I was in Canada when the first season, of, sorry, the first episode of season six came out for work. I remember desperately getting back from the office, having missed it on Canadian television because of the timings. And I was so pissed off that I had to try and wait for it. And it was shown again at like midnight in Canada. Mm. I had to wake up the next day at 4.30, mind you. So I watched it. I had three and a half hours sleep. 
and was absolutely wrecked the whole day, but it was well completely worth it for me. And I've always felt, you know, it's like that the, the jail drama that they were going through just added to the tension because you had double tension, you know. Like, yeah, like do, I said, people find it hard enough it to got, deal with one, like, but to balance two better. tensions at once. You like know? I said, it got better towards the middle of the well, the court. It's a court. It's a half a season, isn't it? So the yeah. quarter of it, I just wasn't. I wasn't like, oh, I gotta watch this, you know. And only towards the end was it like, right, this is must see now. You know, it got it got to really good. And obviously, I'm not going to give away what the ending was. If people haven't seen the the end of the season, if you haven't caught up, it was fantastic. I just thought jaw dropping. Yeah. You were just like, oh no, what? And then to add, and then to add to all of that, in the backdrop of absolutely everything going to shit, almost you have lo- you have lit, yeah. Mister Lit Finding Love. Of course, it's fantastic. And even that had to be fucking complicated, right? <laughs> well, it's everything's complicated. <laughs> its own special. Everything's way. complicated with Lit, and Lit is he's grown so well throughout the seasons, you know. And so do uh, you mud gags? Yeah, do you, do you mud, have a mud game? <laughs> yeah, um, no, I'm not. I mean, <laughs> Thank Nina, God for Nina, Nina always says you're Lit, and I'm like, oh, fuck off. And she wants to be Harvey, mm. and I'm Lit, and I'm like, get lost, okay? That's not happening. She always has to be the the good one. You know what I mean? Like she always makes me runkle and she becomes bloody Hank Moody the shithead. Yeah, so we're all, always a partnership, but the shit one, I'm always the shit one, apparently, according to her. She can get lost and she can't defend herself, so it's wonderful. But yeah, I, that was my thoughts on suits and I don't want to go too much. I think we should, Badgie, I think we should be clever. I think we might have spoiled suits for a few people. I think we should try and keep it spoiler free if we can. We should talk okay. about the show, what we liked and what we loved, but let's try and keep it spoiler free. Apologies to people who haven't seen Suits and want to watch it, but you've just got fucked up. Oh, shit. Or, or if you haven't watched it, why not? Exactly. Really, it's really, good. really, why not? The first it's a must few watch. seasons are, I mean, some people have fallen out of love with it, but, you know, I like to keep dedicated to something. But the first few seasons are just awesome, aren't they? Like, it's the first one, though, the first episode hooks you. It's one of those shows that the first episode hooks you. It really does get you. And you're, you're done. You're in with it. And there's proof of it because I think Nina's sister, Kia, she only just started watching it this year. And she's caught up within like a month. She just uh, she's watched. Got, she's got a long way to go. There's a girl on Twitter that we and Gags know called Dal Deep. Yeah. So Dal Deep had to have a knee operation. So mm. prior to her knee operation, she had two weeks, maybe, give or take. And... Within that two-week period, she cleaned house yeah, but, on suits. Yeah, but she went this, through everything. Yeah, but everything. She's, she's injured and she's at home. Kia is a nurse who works nights and caught up within a month. It's bloody unbelievable. She didn't she speak did to anyone. Okay. She did it in three days. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but yes. That, then, then you think that you think... Okay, maybe you should have had a shower or something. <laughs> but people, can, you know what? Box sets can do that to you. Yeah. You know, when you're trying to binge watch something, no, it's streaming, man. Streaming's the key, isn't it? Yeah. Pe- people want to watch, and then if you get hooked into one episode, it's just, as you're saying, like as the making of a murder is a great example of this. It's probably in, the, in this year, probably one of the biggest examples for me, whereby you watch episode one. But you need to watch two, three, four, and you just need to watch as many as you can before your brain says, I can't take much more of this. I really do need to go to sleep because I have to wake up in the morning and function. But it happens. It really does happen. And I think television has changed like that. Television has changed. Well, we think about back in the 80s and the 90s, you had your weekly dramas on BBC or on ITV and people were happy to watch them week in, week out. And it was never really that kind of chaining hook that would keep you 
focused. What would would be the sort of like the mini drama series that would come over on a date, like Prime Suspect is a great example of this, or Cracker, you know, where they show the whole series over a period of three, four days or something like that because you just wanted to see the story end and you, you, there would be a build-up and a crescendo almost of everything. But now, if you look at how Netflix has changed the market completely by releasing almost a whole... They'll release the whole thing at once because they know people will be hooked and they will do anything and everything to watch as many of them as possible at one time. And we've not had that before. And I have a similar a similar story in terms of being hooked to something. And Baji hasn't seen this, but let me sell this to you. The list, let me sell this to you, Baji. This is Gomorra, and it is absolutely unbelievable. The second season was out earlier this year, and it might not be a summer one, but I watched it in the summer. I watched both seasons back-to-back on Sky, on Sky Demand. It was unbelievable, and just... The grittiness, if you thought The Sopranos was good, this wipes the fucking floor with it. If you thought the, that Narcos was good, this eats it for breakfast. This show. And don't let subtitles put you off. Listen to me. I am one man that hates reading, okay? I'm somebody <laughs> hate it. I hate reading. I can't stand books. I get headaches because early, I, I wouldn't mind in the back in the day, but I was the editor of Anfield Index and EPL Index back in the day in its early days and I read some like thousands of articles over that a year period, a year and a half, two year period, and I just fell out of love of reading because I just started, I, I, towards the end, I started feeling nauseous when I read. It was that much work, and that's why I got people like Enzo on board. She was the first editor to come on, and then Dan Rhodes, just, just take that away from me. I didn't want to do it anymore, and I was a shit editor anyway, to be honest. But, but, but I hate it, and so anything subtitled would just put me off. So don't let subtitles put you off because I am the hater, the the ultimate hater of reading anything, right? And I didn't even fucking notice them. It is that fantastic. The the characters are so well defined. The story is gripping. It's gritty. The the way they shoot it, the music is mind blowing. It is a package, well made, well directed. The cast is superb. I am not joking when I say, and it may be because it's, I'm saying this because I've only recently watched it, but it's one of the best things I've ever seen on television, and it's Italian, and it's based in Italy, in Naples, and it's just fantastic. It's based on the books, so if you want to read them, you can read them too, but it'll be in Italian, unfortunately. Um, I think there'll be English versions, I'm not sure. But, but yeah, if that's not a big enough sell to go and watch a TV show, I don't think you'll get one. It, and I maybe I've oversold it for a few of you, but it is honestly fantastic. And when you watch it, just remember Immortal, okay? Just remember Immortal, and that's all you need to know. It is a brilliant, brilliant show. One of, or it's going to be in one of my top fives, hundred percent, if not the best, one of the best. So, um, yeah, Baji, that's my one of the ones that I, if it, at the end of this show we were going to do, go and watch this. That would be mine. So, okay, let's move on. The big one. The big one, I think, in terms of tweets, in terms of magnitude, in terms of cult follow, and it's probably not even cult, it's just popular, Stranger Things, Baji. Your thoughts on Stranger Things? I absolutely adored it. I watched the first episode and the second episode back to back, 
and it was late night. I remember this. I remember the next day tweeting about it and some of the friends that follow me all came back with similar kind of things. And there was a group back in the 80s called Tangerine Dreams. So that kind of like music. If you ever watched Risky Business with Tom Cruise and the kind of music that was being played in that. And then someone said, and then there was a heavy John Carpenter kind of influence as well. So if you ever watch any of the John Carpenter kind of stuff from way back when. And a mix of those two, and that trippy kind of 80s techno kind of electric kind of music, um, just had me hooked. Just mm. so hooked. Because it just takes you right back to that kind of period of growing up. But they were. Yeah. Yeah, it just takes you right back. And there was nothing on earth that would stop me from watching it again and again. Because like, one of the, like, you've seen them, right? You think, you've gone through the 10, 12 episodes of it all and you want to go, yeah, I need to see this again. I need to see this. When should I see it? And, you, and in my head, I'm thinking, all right, I need, I've got a whole section of stuff to get through in my head of, of programs that I've saved. That I've said, oh, I'll watch that then. I'll watch this then. I'll watch this then. But Stranger Things before the end of the year and when we watch it again, because it was just so good. It's fantastic. It was just so, so again, good. Again, how uh, the idea of this show, to the 80s, you know, kind of feel, the music, it, it strikes you immediately, doesn't it? It's such a good show. I mean, the characters, again, are so much fun. The kids in this show are unbelievable, aren't they? Like, I mean, especially uh, Gatin Matarazzo. Uh, if I've said his name right, I'm really shit at names. Sorry, it's Dustin Henderson in the show. Um, the guy with the, without the teeth that, or whatever <laughs> what it is. <laughs> He's just so funny, isn't he? He's just so funny. But Eleven as well. She's a red, by the way. Eleven, yes. Millie, 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 Millie. Go on, so, Millie. So, so... But but what was it, Baji, about the show in terms of what what reminds? Because I thought the reason why people really it was well made, it was really good, it, it made you jump at times. Everything was really good about it. But what was the link? What was the connection? Because it reminded you of shows that you've or TV or, or movies that you've watched, right? As yep. a kid, like Goonies, for one, I thought was a kind of a there wasn't just just the way the kids were always on a, on a mission to do something. It it just remind, you know what the first thing it reminded me of is how did you play as a kid? Did yeah. you sit at home? No, no, no you no, was out. Exactly, you went out, you went on your bikes, if you had a bike, I was unfortunate to have, I suppose unfortunate to have parents who actually believed that two, anything with two wheels on it was a disaster waiting to happen, so I never had a bike as a kid. <laughs> and even to this day, I can't do anything with two wheels on it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to take the piss because I'm pretty much the same. I made yeah, sure my daughters can ride bikes, but I couldn't. I was never... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I couldn't get anywhere near a bike, but... Cue, cue the whole, tweets tomorrow. <laughs> it's, it's that whole feeling about Stranger Things taking you back, as you said, to the Goonies, and a bit of an adventure, and every day was a bit of an adventure then. Yeah, because you could... There weren't any consoles. You, you were going to be plugged into the internet or anything you, like that. You, you, you kind of had to leave your house to play with other people that you knew and other friends, right? And that was the yeah, that just hooked me. That whole feeling of the clothing, the wired phones, the you know, there were so many things in this that made you go back to when you were a kid. And I think what they've done is that the most of the viewers that are watching this are going to be from the eighties, aren't they? Yeah. Or born in the 80s, so they've but hit the demographic. Also, you know, that, that whole kind of Stephen King influence as well. Oh, as, yeah. As a, kid, as a kid, when you're growing up, you when you get so into your teens, and you were re- reading things, Stephen King would probably be one of the books that you probably read along your passage of rights from being, Or, or you watch the films that are remade a teenager to an adult. Or you'd be watching the movies that are made off of his books. I mean, the biggest one, part for me, the whole Stephen... The re- there's... Did you ever watch Quantum Leap? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was but, a good one. There was a special quantum leap where 
it was all creepy, very, very stranger things like. And it was the one where Stephen King was in it as the kid. Okay. It just took, yeah, and it took me back to that. I say this to my wife all the time that, you know, I need to get a hold of Quantum Leap's old episodes just to watch that one again. Yeah, I won't remember stuff like that, but I did used to. Oh, yeah, I have a weird memory for little quaint television programs that, uh. It was very good, to be fair. I mean, again, this is one of the really good shows of 2016. Um, really up there. I mean, it had people like Winona Ryder in there. Uh, we're not going to tell you the story, obviously. We've learned our lesson from Suits just earlier in the show. (laughs) But, um, she played the crazy, maniacal mom really well, even though, you know, she was right to be that way. But, (laughs) you know, she was made out to be nutty. Yeah, bloody hell! Yeah, that's seriously freaky looking, Matthew. Because I only remember him when he wasn't when he wasn't old and as mm. a kid with glasses. Sorry, when he's younger with glasses on as well, or rounded spectacle glasses. Um, but from you know what one thing, Gags. I don't know whether you saw this or not in it. Just the whole colour scheming of it all. Yeah, a little a little bit of ET. Oh man, you're so right. You're so right. You're so right. It's it's it is inspired. You know, seven. It's actually. It actually, I've read something somewhere which says that the seven, there's a couple of movies that inspired, um, um, Stranger Things. There's quite a few that did it. So, and I think I read that E.T. was one of them. Wow. Well, uh, nice one. <laughs> I can't, I'll take that one. I that's swear to God, that's cousin. true. Poltergeist was another really? one. Poltergeist was oh, another yeah, the one. Yeah, the Poltergeisty kind of thing I could kind of get. Because the, the whole John Carpenter. Yeah, we don't want to go into the well. story, but it, it, you, do you get what I mean? I think Little Shop of Horrors was another. And there was just a couple of... The Lost Boys, obviously, was one. And uh, there's just lots of relatability to The Shining. You've mentioned, haven't you, Stephen King? So these films, these movies, were all ones that, that, that went into, you know inspiration for for stranger things which is great but like i said we're not going we're only spending a couple of minutes on each because um uh, this is one of the ones that Stu will cover uh Stu britain will cover and i think rory wants to cover this with him so they'll jump off of comic pod for a for a night and jump into uh comic and um, into this and maybe one of us will join him but this one was th- this is this deserves its own show in depth because it was that fantastic but there you go. You can see the kind of things that come out of it. These shows and their inspirations. I mean, um, it was it was brilliant, wasn't it, Bajan? I mean, we, we'll finish up on this now. But it was uh, a fantastic show this year. It's yes. nice to, nice to get a good show, isn't it? When you when you get something like that. Okay, um, let's move on to something that's not creepy and fun like this, but very very serious and drama based the night of and again we're going to do a full show on this Stu hasn't seen this one so I'll be doing a full show on this one but Baji this was um, this was drama at its best I thought oh, I like John Tortora oh god so, he was fucking fucking brilliant in this if you if people are wondering who's John Tortora he's the guy who's a bit of an arsehole in, in Transformers movies <laughs> way back when <laughs> Alright, he's so he funny can. in them, but he gets better, yeah. doesn't he, in the Transformers? He becomes a goodie in the end. Yes. <laughs> he does indeed. Um, oh. if you watch certain shitter films, like me, like Mr. Deeds, yeah. he's the butler in Mr. Deeds. Oh, man. From way back when. Which is me saying something. Yeah. The kind of things I've watched over the years, but, without a shadow of a doubt, the night of, again, rather gripping, HBO drama, so good budget, you know, like serious money is spent on these things. And from the outset, you can kind of see where it's leading. Hmm. And again, not to give the 
the game away in regards to the program. The first episode makes you sit there and think, well, I kind of see where this is going. Second episode, you kind of sit there and think, yeah, this is a fair compliment. This is really going to go the way you think it's going to go. By the fifth episode, it's unraveled into something else. By the time it hits the end, you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Huh? Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's very good. It's very good. And there's some really good performances in it. Really, really good. Like you just mentioned, um, John Tutoro. But, I mean, Riz Ahmed is fantastic in it, isn't he? And it was, uh, and Amara Garun as well. Uh, she was really good, wasn't she? Yes. As Chandra Kapoor. She was very, very good, I thought. So there's some really, really good performances in it. It's a, it's a, it's a basically, let's, can't spoil it, but I, I suppose it's, it's gonna get there immediately. It's like, um, a whodunit type thing, but, um, but a lot of jail stuff, isn't it? Not a jail time. It's gritty as well, and, and and courtrooms, court cases. You know all that stuff. It's it's got a lot going for it. Really has. But it was it's funny. Well, it was only nine episodes, wasn't it? Something like that. Nine, um, give or take nine or ten. Yeah, nine episodes. But there were there were. I think the ending was a two hour or a one and a half hour. Um, special. Uh, yeah, special. Sorry, <laughs> we can't do that. It's not Desi, <laughs> right? Uh, but, Sorry. Yeah, but but again, one of the really good shows, uh, very well directed, and I thought the the acting quality was really really high, wasn't it? They were they were they performed it so so well. The main the the lead especially like the body changes and everything with him, you know, while he's what what with what he goes through without spoiling it. He just it's just fantastic what they show. I thought there's so much to it. I think it, I think that's what makes it more realistic though. The yeah. way that Rizama plays the character and then you as you see those changes. Mm. Um and just the effects of prison. You know, it was uh, where some where some dramas can polish up prison by the time you come out the other side and it's like okay, well you're just exactly the same person as you were you went when you went in but you've had a shower and a shave. It's completely the opposite to that. Well, this is which what is, I mean. Which is more real. So you much compare more realistic. suits, Baji, to this. Yep. Do you get now what I'm saying? Yes. Where, why I felt it was... Because I think I was watching it around the same time. So if you think about it, why it kind of didn't give me that buzz in suits. Because this is what it's about. You know? The reality of it. That was more, you know, yeah, this guy's in jail and he's... Uh, He's a celebrity kind of thing, you know? <laughs> it felt like at times. <laughs> Fucking hell. And, uh, you know, just sneaking in phones and shit. Like, the way they did it was just weird. Whereas this was different. This just felt different. So, yeah. Again, very, very highly recommended, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, just look at IMDb, 8.7. Um, the ones we've said, uh, Stranger Things, 9 out of 10. Uh, you know, uh, just uh, Gomorrah, 8.7. So again, you just see these type of. Shows. I watch these, but I mean, a lot of these programs. If you go on something like Side Reel, which is quite a good place to go and see what's coming, what's not coming, what shows are like, how they're being trended and tracked in the states versus the UK, um, helps a lot. So like Side Reel, nine times out of ten, you'll see straight off the bat that some of the programs that we're mentioning now are most are some of the most watched. Yeah, like these the are, most watched. These are the most watched. They won't be. They'll be. I mean, so basically, this is what we did in the summer. What else was there in the summer that you'd watch, Baji? I mean, I watched something which was really light-hearted, and I don't think it was out in the summer. I think it was out last year, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. Master of None. You must have seen that <laughs> one. <laughs> yes. Uh, I watched Ansari. Master of None during our Europa League performances. If oh, that makes right. any sense. Yeah, yes. So the, the whole passage between flights. 
I want you watching a plane. Master and none. Very, very funny. And I just thought, you know, Aziz Ansari is such a funny bastard. And it's set in New York, and it's all Asian. And his mum and dad are actually in it as well, as his parents, aren't they? Yeah. Did you tell me yeah, that yeah. one? I think you must have... I don't, someone told me no, that. No, I don't, I don't think it was myself. But it's a bit like Ramesh Raghunathan. He's got his own program going on right now where he's got his mum in it. But in that one, he's actually got his... Riz Ahmed's got his... Sorry. Aziz's got his own mum and dad in <laughs> You're it. And, and that, those kind of interactions, <laughs> yeah. you know, things that your mum and dad ring you for. Oh. Like, you know, it's like, can you set up my internet? Can you help me with my computer? Yeah. Yeah, that whole period of when he was doing that in the show. And again, I don't want to give up too, too, give much. Up too much about Master of None. We've all been there. We've all you know, been I there. Get, it's so I much... still get phone calls from my mum the about something in the last two computers and yeah for a desi for a desi the relatability of this so if you're asian and you haven't seen master of none watch it because you relate to it so well and there's one scene okay i'm gonna spoil this one for you but there's one scene where he's obviously got a white girlfriend he's he's asian lad with a white girlfriend and um he's she's got toothpaste and he's got toothpaste and she's basically chucking the toothpaste away as she and there's loads left in it and he goes no 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 that's not how you do it she goes what do you mean and basically (laughs) because indians or asian they squeeze every single like bit of uh, toothpaste out of the you know the, the the shell or whatever it's called the case and she was like now nah, i'm at the bottom now i'm just chucking it and it was just a bit more it just showed you a bit like about the cultures you know She's, yeah i'm not i'm not gonna be bothered about squeezing everything out i'll just open a new one whereas the agent so like miss scrounge like not scrounge what is it called what would you call it why would we do <laughs> just we want to get worth of every single penny isn't that right? And it just yes. it was just brilliant how he's showing his girlfriend, this is what we do. And it just was like, yeah, we do that. It's true. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just the relatability of it. And he plays it to fucking perfection, doesn't he? Yeah. Do you know what? It's hard to stop. Each time you have to look at it, you don't think, okay, which episode could I talk? I can't talk about the episodes because people haven't seen it or they may not have seen it. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Mm. I think, no, but I want to mention this, but I want to mention that. But oh, no. it's... It's one of those programs you watch it and you think about the rites of passage in respect to your relationships and things you do or don't want to tell your mum and dad, especially as a as a Desi person. Mm. Um, it hits the nail on the head. It does, man. Hits the it nail does. on the head. It's just fantastic. So this moves on to one of the big releases this summer. And I haven't seen this yet, Baji, so you can't spoil it for me. It's Narcos Season 2. What have you been doing, Gags? I'm I'm busy with all the others. Like we haven't even touched all our comic stuff yet, which is coming up in a minute. But <laughs> what have you been doing, honestly? It's because it's because you're. Rewi- I'm not going to spoil. I know that you're rewinding things to watch yeah. the kids again. So yeah, yeah. I kind of get that. But Narcos season two, for me, wasn't as gripping, mind as one. blowing. Yeah, it wasn't as mind blowing as one, but you get a better appreciation of Escobar. In this one, right. in season two, to the point whereby you're kind of rooting for him. I'm really looking forward to it. I am really. You, you know, you really are rooting for Escobar towards the end of um, season two. But as you get towards the end of season two, you automatically realise why there was going to be a season three straight away. Mm. In the last two, again, not going to spoil it for anybody. Watch it. It's definitely worth the binge watch. Narcos. Um, seasons one and season two. If you've not seen season uh, one, I, definitely I, worth the binge watch. I actually love uh, Boyd, Boyd Holbrook and uh, Pedro Pascal in this. You know, uh, Steve Murphy and Javier Pina Pena. Mm. 
them two, you know, the cops, the, 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 the detective, yep. whatever, they, they make the show for me. I just think they're so good. And they're just always frustrated, aren't they? Like, <laughs> you know, and I, I think I watched the first few minutes of the second season. And it was just them two just like, oh, my God. Like, you know, they're getting all this shit in their own lives as well because they've been doing this for so long. And um, Pablo Escobar is just a slippery, slippery fella. And just the frustration of it all, it just makes it. It's just one of those things. It just, it's just a cat and mouse game, isn't it? The whole time. And um, that's what I loved about the first one anyway. So I'm really looking forward to watching that. So if you haven't seen season one of Narcos, you need to get onto it. And then the second one, the second season, you can join me in watching it. And we can tweet about it. How's that? We love doing that, wouldn't we? So yeah, uh, that, uh, Baji, thank you for that. And um, I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. Really looking forward to it. So it's very the big one, the big one, which again, this one will be covered by Stu Bridson and Rory, Rory Greenfield, Luke Cage. Yeah, in September, and um, we didn't waste any time on this one, did we? Any of us? <laughs> no, I certainly didn't. I watched match. Oh, who's the match in between? Hull City. <laughs> yeah, I was in the states. <laughs> Hull City was the match in between. I think. Uh-uh. Off the top of my head, uh-uh. and I was like, going, "No, I it just wasn't. have to watch it." It wasn't. Watch it. it came out in the break, didn't it? I'm sure. It came out thirtieth of September, and then I went to I went late October, didn't I? Or did I go start? I can't remember when I went now to to New York because it, uh, the whole game was while I was in New York. So anyway, forget that. Talk about the show, man. It's all good. So talk about Luke Cage. What did you think of it? And also, in comparison, because people want to know more about. How was it in comparison to Daredevil and Jessica Jones? And by the way, guys, if you haven't, you can't go and watch Luke Cage unless you've watched Daredevil 1, Jessica Jones, Daredevil Season 2, then Luke Cage. Okay? There's no... You can't. Yeah, I'm going to kind of disagree with you there, Gags. I know your comic book genre and I'm happy... Come at at me, bros. Come at me, bros. Come at me, bros. You can watch it, but you won't have the whole appreciation of it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Watch, so yeah, you can but, watch but, it as but, Luke Cage, but, but as a and fan, you'll, st- you, you'll still be gripped by it because yeah, it was from great. the soundtrack to his yeah. portrayal to the grittiness to the bits whereby you think, yeah, they're not going to do that, and then they do that, they do exactly that, and then do that a bit more. You're like going, no, nah, you just Baji, went there. I agree with you, but you have to as as we're doing this show, and as there's going to be new listeners to, and, and or maybe people that are going to watch this for the first time. You must stress that to get the full appreciation of a show, you need to do it this way. <laughs> do you get what I mean? Because the only way you get the full value of a show is if you get the full appreciation of, of what's going on. Because there's people and there's, there's, there's references to not only the, the shows that have gone before it, like Daredevil Season 1 and Jessica Jones and uh, Season 2, but also the, the Marvel movies. And I think most people that will watch this anyway are fans of Marvel, so they will have references to Iron Man and stuff, you know, Captain America here and there, and stuff like that. And and obviously, then, the other the other Netflix shows... True. So, but uh, then some people watch these kind of shows just like some serious, bad-ass, deep, 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 deep shit yeah. <laughs> happening on their television screen. Of course. Luke Cage satisfies that part amazingly. Like, mm. m- like many shows just can't. I said, you know, they said there's a part of this show whereby you think they just won't go there. And when they go there, and when they go there a little bit more in regards to his grittiness or who they kill or what happens, and you're left thinking, wow, okay. I never thought you'd actually do that, but they have. And then the the music, 
the score to this show is impeccable impeccable in my opinion i'm not really much of a rap fan i haven't been some of the old school stuff i used to like back in the early 90s but i didn't really get into it when it got to all gangster and stuff like that but i love the soundtrack i'm addicted to the soundtrack you know like if i'm not listening to a pod or if i'm not listening to something i'm found on my spotify playlist of all the tracks that came on the sh- um program over the 13 episodes i listen to because they're just I Amazing. Just, I just love Bulletproof Love by Method Man. I yeah. just thought it was fantastic. It just took me back to old Tupac days, you know? It just was, I just thought it was fantastic. Uh, the whole thing, the, the Bulletproof vests and Bulletproof um, hoodies and stuff like that, the whole thing. I'm not going to spoil it, but you've got to watch this if you're a Marvel fan. And if you're not, uh, and you're looking for something that's going to have a bit of depth to it, because obviously because the other show's gone. And you like things to link together and someone's making a proper series of something. Go and invest your time in watching the Netflix Marvel shows. Because if I'm honest, it's some of the best stuff that Marvel have made. In, even better than some of the movies, I think. Because you actually identify with the characters more. Because instead of a couple of hours here and there in a movie, these guys are giving you 13 hours. Maybe more. To, to, to you know, get interest in a character. For those of you overtly excited by the fact that Gag didn't know the answer to the question of the person from Marvel who appears in all the films and all the TV shows called Stanley from way back when, and I can't believe, that was the only answer I could ever do. All those quizzes that come out on the AI comic pod, it was the only one I knew the answer to. I couldn't believe that you couldn't get it. I was like, no, it's Stanley, Stanley. You get to see Stanley for a fleeting second or two yeah. in one of the episodes. You do. You got to look out for him, but he's on there. It's good. It's good. And you must. There. Again, it's another good watch. This one only got eight out of ten on IMDb, but go and watch it. The Luke Cage probably shot the one to yeah. two out of ten. Yeah, that's why I got eight out of ten. I thought some of the performances... they didn't get to finish their reviews. No, no. <laughs> Mike, Mike Coulter, the main lead, uh, lead, is brilliant as Luke Cage. Um, Simone, uh, Simone Missick, is it? Who's Misty Knight? She is fantastic. You know, and Rosario Dawson. Yeah, Dawson is yes. just. Kick ass, man. She's kick ass. Um, I just love her. I just love her. And that's why you must watch the other shows, because she's the one that reoccurs in everything. In everything, you know? And that's the beauty of it. She's actually she's actually in everything. So, in all these Marvel shows, she's the one. She's perfect. Do you know what, though? In all those shows, she's perfected the kind of person that if you met on the street one day, and you're just having a chat, you take, you say, you know what? Be free, yeah, okay, would you like to come home, have have dinner, meet the family kind of thing, here's my mum, here's my wife, here's my daughter, because she'd just be so normal. Mm. There's just something very, and that's not a portrayal in the sense, sorry, um, a put down in the sense of a portrayal of any character, it's just how brilliantly she does it. You naturally think that you would know somebody like this person in your daily life now. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's a skill that's not always there in television, you know? No, it's not. Especially in modern television. Nope, it's um, it was a, it was a very, very good show. Is there anything else, Barney, that you've seen, um, recently that you've started or you want to, you um, want to talk about before I move on to some other stuff? I, I would say the comedies. You know, like we talked all serious kind of stuff. Yeah, but they have been sometimes, and this is the problem with the US and American television in general. UK comedy, not some of the new stuff is probably not that great. The old stuff I used to love. Like I've already mentioned, only fools and horses, and I could carry. Oh, I could, you know, I could carry on for five, six pods on only fools and horses alone. 
if it was just me. It'd be very boring for some people, though. But, 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 I do look out every now and again for what's new. And sometimes some of the new comedy that comes out from the States isn't so great. Sometimes yeah, it's a bit hit and miss. They try and do sitcom and it's too sit enough, not enough com for my liking. On the other side of it, they kind of get the comedy timing a bit wrong sometimes. But there have been some crackers. One of those crackers is Vice Principles. With If you ever watched Eastbound and Down? No. Oh my, Guggen, how have you not watched Eastbound and Down? Um, I've probably been busy trying to set up Stop a podcast I channel. Was busy. <laughs> I was busy really creating, busy. A, creating this channel that you're talking on, buddy. <laughs> Honestly. Danny McBride, dude. Yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't seen Kenny it. Powers. He even had Wilf, even had Wilf Ferrell in it for a little bit as well. Okay. He's bound and down, but they did Vice Principles. So Vice Principles came out a while back. So over summer, I was watching that. So that kind of filled another HBO comedy and it was just hilarious. Just hilarious. I might and get on that. It is. It's really, really good. You know, like when you're looking for something that's just going to fill the time between different episodes of things that are out there. Um, it started towards, I said, the middle of July, end of July, odd, and it took me through the summer. Okay. Is that season one? Yes, one season. Yeah, that's that's, that's why I wouldn't have heard it just yet. I wouldn't have heard yeah, of it just yet. It really, um, really what was the other comedy that we both watch? That we both watch, but I haven't finished season two yet on it. Oh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, man. That's, a, that's great. It's a great show. I, the, you know what? I just love all the characters in that show. It's so fantastic. <laughs> it just make me laugh. So when did the season, the third season's out of that, is it? Now? Yes. Okay, so, so that's another good comedy. Season three guys. started, um, I think it was mid-September. Oh, right, okay. So that's recent then. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's another one, guys, to get into. It actually is very, very funny. And it's just something just to watch, take your mind off things. So they're 20 minutes long, you know, one of those. And it just will make you laugh. They're just so stupid at times. <laughs> but it's just dead good. I've I've got a Netflix show, Budgie. I don't know, I don't know if many people have watched or will watch. It's called The Get Down. Um, it's, oh, The History of Rap. Yeah, it's a In musical. Um, it's got 8.5 out of 10 as well, which is pretty good. But um, I didn't think that I'd enjoy this. But people on Twitter kept telling me, Gags, watch it, Gags, watch it, Gags, watch it. And um, I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. I think it. I got through the first 10, 15 minutes of it where he's in the kitchen and his dad's having a go at him about something. He's busy trying to pen a rap song about a girl that he loves. Yeah. And that's about as far as I got because something else came along. But, yeah, but it's the first episode. You have to stick with it. It's not... It's not a first episode that hooks you. It hooks you right at the end of the first episode, buddy. It's one of them. Because the guy who's rapping... Yeah, but Gags, you know what? Game of Thrones did brilliant. Everyone said the same thing to me about Game of Thrones. And I can happily admit on this podcast, I do not got... Yeah, you don't. There got, is no that's got. Okay. But it's, not, not, it's got. not for everyone, though. Got it's not for everyone. I think it's popular, but some people just won't like the way it is, the nudity in it, the the disgusting nature of it, you know. But one thing that Listen, it is, mate, they spent the first fifteen twenty minutes running through fucking forests when I was watching. I was like, come on, guys, do something. <laughs> this is like Robin Hood. It, it, <laughs> I saw gets, that when I was a kid. It, again, you only watch one episode. It gets so much better. It gets so much better. It's fantastic, man. I mean, got is. We're not going to go to got. got yeah, got, but talking got's, about Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. The surprise oh, package of that okay. is a lady called, is Chelsea Peretti, the, pace, the person who plays Gina Linnae. Yes, Gina. she's amazing. She is amazing. Just watch it for that and the two old guys, Scully and Hitchcock. Seriously. <laughs> you, you will not be disappointed, folks. Really, yeah. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is that bit where you can switch off and just watch it. It's, you know what, it's the ultimate program to watch after you've just 
trounced a football team like Liverpool have just beaten the shit out of somebody or beating somebody that you don't like, like Palace, like West the Baggies, Hull, West <laughs> Brom, yeah, it carries on and on. And the teams that we you, struggle against every the teams, you, you come home and you go, do you know what? I just, it's like the dessert. You go and watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine because it's just going to make you laugh and you go yeah. happy. It's really, really good. It is. We're running out of time. Something new that I'm watching on um, Netflix is Des- Designated Survivor. Um, Mr. Kiefer Sutherland in it. It is a little bit 24-ish, but you know, it's, um, it's also got Natasha, I don't know how to say her surname, but she's from Californication and uh, she's his wife, but it's, it's actually quite interesting to start with. I've only got through three or four episodes just yet, but, um, I'm enjoying it. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's just something to watch. But uh, again, Designated Survivor, try that out if you haven't already. It's not a bad watch, so that's something I'm watching. Anything else you're watching right now? Are we gonna go um, to, are we gonna go to the comics next before we finish? Or you want you've got something else to say? Oh, so things I'm watching right now? Mm. Um primarily comedies. Because obviously all the comedies are starting to come back now, so things like Modern Family have started again, Two Broke Girls, New Girl, that kind of and they're quite classic. A lot of people were already watching this, but two that probably people aren't. One is fresh off the boat so if and i don't mean that in a bad way by the way people before you all start tweeting and that is actually the name of the comedy show and it's a very very <laughs> funny yeah and it's it kind of takes you back to the early 90s almost of um of culture so if you remember early 90s fashion being at school yeah. as a teenager you're going to relate to it straight away the other one is the 80s version of it which is called the goldbergs and i'm hooked to the goldberg i absolutely adore it every single reference almost in there from either film or television or during that period, I can relate to. So it, I just absolutely adore it. It's my hidden treasure, the Goldbergs. Really? Yep. Okay, I might have to try these out, you know, buddy. I, I, have to, quite, I do yeah. love comedies, you know. I do love. Yeah, a, they are I very, do, very. Good. I do. I do love a good laugh, and um, especially sometimes when it's all been really heavy day at work, and then you've been podcasting all day. Something to just make you laugh is is perfect. And so those that just want something easy to watch, I think Bargy's just giving you a couple of good, good ones. I mean, fresh off the boat sounds just perfect, to be honest. <laughs> We're running out of time. We're going so long. Um, Sorry. But Bargy, quick one. Um, quick one. Um, what do you think of the new seasons of the comic shows? Just quickly. Um, are you watching all four or just three? Right now, three. Legends of Tomorrow is the one that I kind of, is a labour of love. I watched it because you told me to. Yeah. The first season I kind of got through. Second season I've been trying. And when when there isn't anything to watch, I'll go to it. Yeah. But Flash, Arrow and Supergirl, I have been on. Like a hawk. Oh, right. Okay, um, so you're watching all four, but one's that Legends of Tomorrow is the just here and there. Yeah. Because okay. they're going to all four going to you know mingle up. So I'd carry on doing that because... They're gonna, they're gonna have. Well, Brooklyn Nine Nine crashes into New Girl, and New Girl crashes into Brooklyn Nine Nine. Okay, so well, you've you got that to look forward to. I don't to. even know what New Girl is, but anyway, <laughs> people, you, people, you know, you tell him, you tell him about New Girl and Zoe Deschanel and Co. and Schmidt. You tell him. I, I give up. <laughs> anyway, right. So go on into what do you think of the new season of Flash? I really like it. I thought the I first, really especially like it. the first it, yeah. two episodes were bloody unbelievable. I thought very, very good. Yeah, and this whole alternate timeline side of things has changed. Everything. First of all, it, it turns your head upside down when the first few seasons in respect to this whole multiverse. I know. You know, and Earth 2. Then when you think it couldn't get any more twisted, they go and do this alternate timeline. And you're like going, hang on, man, there could be the multiverse could have an alternate timeline now also. And Earth 2 could have, oh, I can't, I, okay, I don't quite get it, but you do it 
and it works really, really well. So I'm going to keep on watching it. So Flash is awesome. It really is. I wasn't really sure how I was going to be about it mm. after watching the first couple of episodes of the season um, from way back when. But as you get into it, you're like, yeah, I need to watch this, I need to watch this. And I remember catching all the way up to season two and then waiting waiting for the next season's sorry, episodes of season two to come. So I I, I think what I love about it is because it's all made by the same people, how Flash has affected Arrow as well. Like just little bits in Arrow. Not not heavily. Well, just little Arrow bits. Needed, Arrow needed affecting because let's face it, the first it two seasons dying. of it were dire. <laughs> yeah. No, first two seasons, no, first two seasons were okay. Right. No, first two seasons were the best bits. No, the last the few stuff. were terrible. They didn't they didn't have the production quality. But they the had, flash. but they had, oh yeah, yeah, of course. But I think they had better story than the end of season three and four did, you know, of, of Arrow. Or was it, sorry, season, is it on season five now? It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. season five. So I thought the first two seasons were better than the last two for Arrow. I'm not talking production quality, I'm talking just story. You know, I'm just talking just intrigue. It just wasn't there. It wasn't as good. Whereas I think Flash has kept the intrigue and kept it fresh and kept doing stuff, you know. Um, going to, going to Supergirl. I'm just not. I enjoyed the Superman stuff at the start of this season, but uh, because I watched this because of my girls really. But now I have to watch it because it, they're going to all make the, again. They're all made with the same by the same people, so there's going to be crossovers. So you need to watch it if you're going to if it's going to make any sense to anyone. But I just thought it's lost a little bit recently now since after the Superman stuff. It's not as it's not holding me as much. I think I'm kind of on my phone more. Normally I just watch everything, but if I, if if I've if my phone's going in my hand while I'm watching a show, I'm losing. It's telling me that you're not gripping me. Do you get what I mean, buddy? Um, yes. Okay, I can get that. That's my personal opinion, though. Yes, yeah, so you can you can counter that obviously if you think it's better. How far have you got with Supergirl? Uh, up to date. Up to date. Okay, watched so it up to the. Watched up to so the yesterday. Last the last episode. Yeah, yeah. Which was, was episode was four. four. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought episode four helped it. To be fair. I yeah, kind of get it was what you're good. saying about the first two episodes. First two was good and because I liked the Superman mix-up too. That was I thought it was good, yeah. but then the last two I thought, mm, the third I, one. Know, I didn't get episode three, but I got episode four better than the others. Right, okay. Maybe. So that's just my opinion. Yeah, Marshall yeah. Manhunter stuff's always good to be honest. Uh, more focus on him, please. <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I also agree with Joey Connors. He says it's more of a, a feminism show. Like there's always female, it's pro female characters and everything. And, you know, probably needs to balance itself out a little bit, I think, you know. So have you had, a, gag, have you had any disappointments in the shows that you watched? Ooh, I'm usually, you know what, I'm usually given good advice on TV and people... I don't think I've had many this year that I've said that was shit. Honestly, that's quite that's quite a good run for me. Have you had any? There's been yeah, there's been a couple. So I started off on the Quantico Flex way back when. Oh got, yeah, yeah, I'll agree. Quantico. Yeah, I, I, just when you start, I watched it because I love Priyanka <laughs> Chopra, right? And I, and and also because she's Desi, and I wanted to do support thing, you know, and watch it. Yep. And it was something that me and my wife were going to watch together. I just couldn't stick with it, mate. I remember when they, well, I got, they got to their break, sort of like, uh, at Christmas time, wherever it is, and I just couldn't be asked to pick it back up again this year. No. Like when it started again in, uh, March or so. I know episode, season two is going on. I haven't even watched the ending of, of season one, because you just sit there and think, I can't take this anymore, because the storyline was getting pathetic. Yeah. And the I other just, one, yeah, go on. the other one where the twists and turns got a bit too bizarre, even for my taking, and I can kind of take a lot of things. Was season two of Mr. Robot? 
season two of Mr. Robot wasn't like season one, unfortunately for me. Well, I'll tell you what, I couldn't even get into season one because I hate narrated shows, right? And I know one of the shows that I said is good it was narrated, but, but it's different. But this one, I tried to watch Mr. Robot and the way he keeps speaking over and he's just sitting there playing face thinking and it's, this mind's going up and I just couldn't. Ugh, it just made me angry. I just wanted to punch him. Yeah, it's just everyone's got their own thing, right? I just couldn't yep. watch that narrated show. Whereas apparently it's one of the best first seasons of TV. But I just couldn't. I just couldn't do yeah, that. Unfortunately, I wouldn't say the same. I, others may disagree with me. I couldn't say the same about the second season. The first season, yes. Second season, got to the end of it all. You're like going, all right. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Oh, look, Silicon Valley. I've seen all those. Oh, let's watch those again. <laughs> IT related shows I always seem to have liked because working with IT, working with developers and going for that yeah, cycle. Yeah, of course. You know, I mean, that and stuff like that. Yeah. And, yeah. I couldn't get into Last Chance You, which is one on Netflix. Um, what else was there that I couldn't do? Ooh, um, yeah, I think, I think we've covered everything. We've come, we've come, we've hit an hour now and we were supposed to do like 30 minutes today, but that shows how much TV we, we watch. watch. Right? Yeah, we watched, but, um, I think we talked about some TV in the past already with, with opening up. So we'll leave it there for now, Baji. But what are you looking forward to? Anything coming up that you see on TV that's coming up? Do you know what I'm looking forward to the most? Mm. Billions. Oh yes, that's coming. I'm it's looking coming. forward to Billions. I love Billions. There's Suits, the second half of the season, there's Suits coming up. Um, there's obviously next year, there's a lot more coming up next year now as well. Uh, I think there's the the Defender show um, that's got Luke Cage and everybody in there. That'll be coming. And Oh God, what else is there? There must be other... Oh, Westworld. Have you seen Westworld? Let's talk about Westworld. Do you know what? I've tried. <laughs> you tried. I've tried. You know, like people say God loves a trier. Yeah. I was probably the, the trier that God loved. I try everything for about 15 minutes or so. If, if I can't get into it. Yeah, like, it's I, one of them. I, You've got to stick with it if, you, said, if you can. But if you, know, you, can't, like, you can't, I said earlier, you know, things like attention span at the time of day that you're at. Yeah. Um, you're looking for things to kind of pass you by sometimes. You know, you sometimes want to be able to watch it and it seems to entertain you. And then, like, making of a murderer got people straight away. Yeah, it's straight away. real like, though as a, well, Baji. Yeah, there's a, real re- there's a real hook to it, you know? This is but fiction, pure in, yeah, fiction. Slow burners sometimes... It's a slow can, burner. They, they can kind of work for you or they work against you, mm. you know? And this was one of the ones that was just working against me. Yeah. That really was. I, I enjoyed I, I, I did try. I, enjoyed, I, I promise, folks, I really did try. <laughs> Sorry, I did really enjoy the first episode. I thought it was good in terms of intrigue and all the stuff like that. So I love, I love sci-fi, you know. I love that type of stuff. I love anything that grips me. It doesn't grip me. Let me be honest. It didn't grip me, grip me. Uh, and then it slowed. And I think Jagdish said this on, um, uh, uh, on Twitter as well, but I won't say what he said because he's very vulgar in what he says. But, um, it, it just didn't grip. Like like a show would, but apparently episode four and five are better, and it gets it's heating up, and there's loads more happening, and it it is interesting. I am finding the stuff that the storyline that they're doing quite good, so I'm going to carry on with it for sure. I've got them I've got them ready to watch, so that's something I will. Is there anything you're upset about that's been cancelled? Because there's some cancelled shows you sit there and go, these were really good. I don't know why you've been canned. Um, nothing that I'm watching has been canned actually, so I'm quite lucky. I'm quite lucky. Cool. I'm, uh, at the moment, the ones that are that are important to me are, are all going. You know, like the guts and the suits and the and the the comic shows. You know, all them, the comic book ones. They're all 
they'd all go in. I couldn't get into Gotham. That was one I couldn't get into. Yeah, I couldn't get, get into Gotham either. Mm, I, mean, I know I really Nina couldn't. and everyone loves it, but I just I just couldn't get into it. I just like, where the fuck's Batman, man? Bring me Batman. <laughs> He's a little kid, man. Slap him up a little bit. That's just sad. I was hoping the kid would put a Batman suit on, start beating people up. But that was that was the thing, you know. I can't. Gotham for me is Batman. It's I know it's about all the villains and stuff, and people love the the. Uh, that's what all the best villains in comic book lore are from Batman, the, the Batman stories and all that. But yeah, I really don't give a shit. Sorry, I just want a Batman. Anyway, um, think I'm something that Budgie you said something that I'm watching. Um, Right now is Smallville. I'm absolutely loving it. Me and my daughters got together now. Uh, they're loving this comic book season. So they, they've now started Smallville with me and we're on season two. And they're absolutely loving it. They don't love it as much as Flash. Flash is their favourite. Supergirl was their favourite last year. But Flash has absolutely blown them away this year. And they're really, really enjoying it. So, you know, they are enjoying Smallville. So I, for me, that's fantastic because it's one of my favourite comic books. I think it's one of the best... Well, it is the best TV adaptation of Superman in terms of prior to how he becomes it and all that. I mean, I suppose it's the only one, but I just think he yeah. plays a role. And, and Yeah, I'll a, wait for it to come and save me then. Yeah. He, Kaboom Tish. <laughs> yeah, save me. The songs... Oh, we've even got the song in our playlist now, me and the girls, and singing it in the car and shit. But, um, yeah... I'm looking forward to the international break because it means that I'm going to be spending time with my girls watching episode upon episode of Smallville. And uh, I think that's what TV's doing for me right now in terms of a connection. It's making me a, con- a better connection or with this time to sit with my girls and watch something we all love and enjoy. And um, that's the beauty of it. That is the beauty of, it, of this. And uh, I hope you can do that as well with your family at some point. But uh, everybody that's listening, uh, Baji, anything that you're watching from the past that you wanna that you love? Um, yeah, a couple of oldies, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So my daughter seems to like Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So I've gone back to season one, which even has Don Don Cheadle awesome. of all people. Of I can't believe was he in there. Yes. Oh my yes. god! Like we wouldn't even. You know. see him like, oh fuck you know Don Cheadle. Bloody hell! I didn't realize. War Machine. Because obviously what, that came out, but early 90s like 91 92 the air jordan fives and all that mm. kind of stuff and i've got a pair i'm like yeah i've got a pair like like um will smith has from way back when but it was that kind of nostalgia that attracted you to those kind of things in the first place you know it's like way out of my league when i was a teenager but um watching that back now it it the comedy isn't dated the fashion statements might be but the hilarity is spot on the comedy value of it was really, really good. And, and again, my daughter is only five years old and she can watch it and she gets it, which is great. And then two obscure ones, one called Shit's Creek. So anyone who, uh, <laughs> anyone who remembers the dad from American Pie will like Shit's Creek. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's a bit of a hidden gem. Wow. Okay. Then I think, Bargy, we're done. I mean, we've gone way over time as usual. And luckily, Nina's not editing this one, so um, she won't be crying and screaming. But um, yeah, I just want to say a massive thank you, Baji, for being the first guest on my version of On The Box. And I, th- I hope you enjoyed it. I did indeed. 
Because yeah, I watch so a lot of television, as yeah, I bloody realised. Yeah, we watch a lot of TV. So it's nice to catch up and see what we're watching and something different, some different uh, perspectives. We could we go into more detail. Uh, on other shows, Stu will have more of these. I'll be back with the night of. I think Mr. Dave Hendrick wants to do that one. So that'll be interesting. He's always, he's a good, t- he's a big TV buff himself and goes into the depth of it. So that'll be good to listen to. Um, I'm hoping to get Rory for that too. He is, um, Mr. Movies and TVs, uh, is, is, is Rory Green so i'll try and get that set up too and uh, maybe justin we'll see how that one goes but thank you very much for listening uh please do tweet myself and Baji about what you're watching right now let us know uh open up you know choices for us because there'll be hidden gems out there that we're not watching if any of our suggestions um and you've gone and watched them and you loved them come back to us let us know we'd love to hear from you so thank you very much for listening to uh the on the box podcast and uh, hopefully i'll be back very very soon sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.